0: Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this workshop on using Instagram as a researcher. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for being part of this. Uh, Just so people are aware, in terms of the time, it's 12.30 Melbourne time, but obviously it's lots of different times in other places. I've had people ask whether I can run this at other times. I probably won't run it at other times, but it is uh, 6.30 in the morning in Abu Dhabi, 8 o'clock in the morning at New Delhi. 9.30 in Jakarta, 10.30 in Perth, midday in Adelaide and uh, 2.30 in Auckland. We'll go for about 45 minutes. If you need more information or help towards the end of the uh, presentation, I'll give you some options about how you can get more help, particularly from from me. Um, if you have any questions as we go, feel free to ask them. We are recording. It will be recorded and put on YouTube so you can watch it back later. Please don't let that prevent you from participating uh, because we can edit people, places, etc., out of the video so uh, and out of the audio. We've done that before for others. Okay. Uh, so for a lot of you, um, hopefully you can see this maybe you can't let me fix that that's meant to say instagram is down just describe your lunch to me Uh, so a lot of you might think that instagram is about showing what food you ate today and for some of you it may well be particularly if you're a dietitian that might be a useful way to use instagram for other people it might be a completely annoying way that instagram is used Uh, For others, uh, it might be about modeling or showing how good your PT session was, your physical training session uh, or your personal training session. Again, uh, hopefully that's one of the uses that you might think of. But from a research perspective, there are many other things that we can do besides sharing our lunch and um, showing what we've... um. The other thing you might do is be tempted to make this a private session. Sorry, make your Instagram private, which is all well and good that's entirely up to uh, but if it is private know that it's social for a reason and it would be very hard to be social if you do keep it quiet uh, if you'd like to connect with me on social i'm on twitter uh, at richard heismans i'm on linkedin also richard heismans and instagram dr richard heismans so dr richard heismans there if you want to connect with me or follow me i'd love if you do that i will follow you back if you follow me on any of the social media channels that i'm on i've already been through the housekeeping Uh, the final thing to mention is this content is comes from a few different places including my own experience i only you can share it however you like like i said i'm going to share it on youtube and i'm going to also share it in a podcast so uh, if you do share it awesome thanks very much please make sure you tag me if it's on social media and i'm on that channel Uh, And if you're gonna share it with your students or staff, please acknowledge me as the creator of the content. I started out my journey as a PhD student at Monash University. Uh, Then I exchanged my lab coat for a suit coat. And now I'm a career coach essentially for researchers. I help people answer the question, what next? I'm always keen to know what you guys are doing. So I've got a bit of a poll to make that easy because I know sometimes participating in Zoom Um, sessions can be hard so I'd love to know where you're currently at in your career a few first years some early career researchers some in their masters great and for those that are interested I will share who's on there you go you can see so most people are in their first year PhD awesome thank you very much uh, for that Uh, So in terms of social media, in in the entire world, Instagram is roughly the fifth most used social media platform. For whatever reason, I think things like Messenger, WhatsApp, those kind of chat um, platforms, they're included as social media or social platforms. I think that's a bit of a miscategorization, but nonetheless, Instagram is fifth when you include those at Um, 1,221 million active users at the end of January this year. In terms of Australia, where does Instagram fit? It's the fourth most used or most popular. 55% roughly of uh, social media, of internet users aged 16 to 64, use Instagram in the last month. Again, that's to the 25th of Jan 2021. Uh, where do people get content or what kinds of content are they looking at? So you can see here, this is uh, video content and you can see Instagram as a social media app with video is number three. So this is worth remembering when you're creating content for Instagram and we'll go into this in a little bit more detail that video is probably going to be useful. Um, and again, you can see um That's for the entire world. For Australia, Instagram is even higher. It's number two. Um, And people are roughly viewing something like 8.1 hours per month of video on Instagram. People then the time that they spend on social media. So you can see in Australia, the the data or the numbers worth looking at is um, one hour and 46 minutes per day on social media. And if, I guess, if you get your news from lots of different sources, including social media, now people are getting more information in terms of time spent from social media than they are from reading press media, including reading press media that's online. So you can see that's the one hour and 14 minutes. So if you're interested in sharing your content with the world, I think using a social media approach, Instagram or anything else, would be better than trying to go with the traditional route of trying to get into newspapers or trying to get into um, trying to get into press releases, etc. Running your own social media is a great way to control the message about your research. So one of the things that is really important, regardless of what social media channel you're on, but is definitely true for Instagram, is understanding what your ideal follower is like. I recently published a blog post about creating your ideal follower, and I got some feedback that people thought that was um, essentially creating fake accounts. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about describing who you'd ideally like to connect with. Um, To use the dating analogy, uh, you might that might be describing your ideal partner, you're not going out and creating your ideal partner, but you're describing the traits that you would like in your ideal partner. The same is true for the social media. If we have if we create our ideal follower, it makes it much easier to create content that might be useful for them. So what kinds of things should we consider in our ideal follower? So things that you should consider, you don't need to have an answer for this, but you should at least consider it and whether it's important to you. Uh, Things like age, gender, their location, their profession, relationship status, education status, their likes and dislikes, their preferred social media channel, their preferred social media content, when they might use social media, where they might use social media um, and what are they hoping to get from their use of social media. So these are just some quick questions that you can ask yourself. A quick answer is really probably the best way to go about this. We don't want to spend ages on it. Uh, I'm a great um, advocate in the idea that we would um, skip through these things quite quickly because getting to creating the content and testing stuff out is the best way to find stuff out rather than trying to create a perfect plan. But nonetheless, start with your ideal follower. And the data can help us on it on your ideal follower for... um, for any channel, but including Instagram. So if we go back to this question, um, uh, what are they hoping to get from social media? So this answers that not specifically for Instagram, but for social media in general. So you can see um, just over a third of all people who use social media want to stay up to date with news and current events. So if you can relate your content to news and current events, then you might be more likely to attract followers or attract likes or attract comments. Um, Again, about just over a third want funny or entertaining content. Now I know that might hurt a lot of researchers, a lot of scientists to think that they need to create funny or funny or entertaining content. But uh, at the very least, I think your content should be entertaining. And to me, entertaining can come in many formats. If I think about informative content, often that is entertaining. Uh, You know, if I think about, Um, David Attenborough series, those are, to me anyway, very entertaining and they are very informative. So there's no reason why your entertaining content can't be true and correct and informative. Um, And if you want to, you can create um, some, make some funny stuff in there as well. The next most popular reason for people using social media is to fill up spare time. So it's about being a time sink for a lot of people. So then the question is, if if I'm going to fill up spare time, how do I want to use that? Do I want to be, again, entertained, informed, et cetera, making it um, something that people might engage with is gonna be more likely um, to, uh, to create longer engagement or a longer connection, more likely to make comments, etc. Then the fourth most popular reason is staying in touch with my friends and what they're doing. So it's really important to let people know that you're on Instagram. I think one of the things that we neglect as researchers is that our wider network of friends and family can certainly help us. They, You might be the first person in your um, family to get a PhD or to go to university, and that might be um something that you find hard to deal with, but also it it could mean that you've got all these diverse people with diverse experiences that could help you get access to a different kind of audience to give you the kind of feedback that says, hey, this is what the rest of the world thinks about academics. And that's, you can play to those stereotypes or play against those stereotypes. It's up to you, but using your friends and family to grow your following is a perfectly way to um, improve your social media. Then going at the bottom of the list, I think it's worth noting that the lowest ranked reason in this list here um, is has something like 12.5%. So one in eight people say they go on social media to promote or support charitable causes. So still, that's still a quite a high percentage, if you ask me. You know, theoretically, that means one in eight of your followers are going to be wanting to support or promote charitable causes. So if you think your research is a worthy charitable cause, then certainly asking people for money via social media could be, um, could be an option for you. So the other people, people want news. So a good place to understand the kinds of news and events that people are searching for is using the top 10 Google search query. So these are the ones from 2020. You can see things like, um, uh, coronavirus came in at number four last year, which I guess is amazing considering it was basically the major thing. But most people are interested in weather. Obviously, news is quite generic, and trying to get access to Google is again quite generic. So is Facebook and YouTube. If you can relate your content to Kmart or Bunnings, those things are really popular at the moment. There are lots of groups that talk about. Um, Kmart and Bunnings hacks. So if your research can relate to those kinds of things, then definitely consider including that kind of stuff um, in your um, list of things that you might be interested in um, commenting about. Uh, Where do people access the web? So we think about how do people access social media? Um, Half of all users use a mobile device to access, less than half use desktops and laptops. So what does that mean? It means that you need to create content that is mobile friendly. For most of us, social media will automatically be mobile friendly, but you just need to be mindful that if you're going to put a link and in Instagram, you can't, it's very hard to get people to follow links. But if you're going to put a link, you know, you need to make sure that that link itself is mobile friendly. What are people doing? Um, they're largely watching videos, you know, five, four out of five people are watching videos. So if you want to create Instagram content, and you're happy to do videos, I would say jump in the video area, then the next thing we've got is um, vlog, again, more videos. Um, So I think that's really important, we can capture a large percentage of audiences doing that. The next three, you listen to music, listen to radio, watch or listen to podcasts. Again, if you're interested in doing those things, great, but that doesn't really relate to Instagram. It's also useful to know what social media your Instagram users might also use. So if you have a look at this, um, 99.8% of Instagram users, this is worldwide, 99.8% of Instagram users use another platform. So most likely they'll be on another platform and you can see the breakdown here. Um, they they largely also use YouTube. They use, but not to a great extent, um, Reddit. They use, but not to a great extent, Snapchat. They don't use much on Twitter. They don't use TikTok at this stage. They don't use much on Pinterest, but they do use a fair bit of Facebook. Um, So just be mindful if you're going to cross post between Instagram and Facebook and the same person or entity follows you on both platforms, there might be some doubling up of content. And you'll need to work out whether doubling up of content is something that you're happy to do because it's easy or whether that annoys you and you don't want to do it. Um, You need to treat your followers like you want to be treated by people that you follow. So I know that I get frustrated by seeing the same content on the same channels. So I try to create different content and time the posting of the content differently on different channels. Uh, access. This is just the kind of the audience that you might have access to internationally. Um, and these relate to ads rather than specifically the audience in general, but it's worth noting that if you're on Instagram, it's a roughly a 50 50 split between males and females. And that's worth noting in terms of thinking about your ideal follower and the usefulness of Instagram in that context. Uh so in Australia, who and when are people using social media? So in the last month, nearly most of all of the internet users are getting access to social media. People are contributing and at least one in, uh, sorry, four out of five are contributing. We already talked about how long people are spending, but in Australia, an hour and 46 minutes um, per day on social media. And it's really interesting here. On average, people have 72 internet social media accounts social media accounts I guess if you include uh snapchat sorry if you include whatsapp messenger in those two then maybe that automatically creates two for most people uh and then if you add facebook and instagram that's four quite easily you can get to 7.2 without thinking and one third of people use social media one third of internet users I should say use social media for work, so you could expect that roughly one third of your followers might be following you, but for work-related reasons. Uh, then, looking more specifically at Australia, there's 11 million active Instagram users. The split males, females is a little bit skewed uh, towards females. So nearly 56, sorry, nearly 57% female and 43% male. So that's worth bearing in mind. If you're trying to attract a largely male audience, you might find that a little bit harder on Instagram. And my recollection of the data is this is opposite to most other social media platforms. That is most other social media platforms have more male engaged participants than female ones. When is the best time to post on social media? So these data are from Sprout Social. The other stuff was from Hootsuite. Uh, This is in your time zone. So these are when people are checking it. So it's adjusted for time zone. So Monday through Friday are the most popular. Um, Saturday and Sunday, less so. 9 a.m. through to 4 p.m. most popular, particularly between 10 a.m and 2 p.m. So if you are trying to engage people on your social media, that's when you should be posting, Monday to Friday between 10 and two. Bearing in mind, you wanna adjust the time based on where you think your um, uh, followers might be. So if you wanna attract a North American audience, then 10 to two is gonna be different for you and Monday to Friday as well, given the the, um, time difference as well. Does anyone have any questions or comments in relation to everything that I've presented so far? No? Cool. If you do have a question or a comment that comes to your mind, feel free to open your mic and say something uh, or pop it in the chat. There's no need to put your hand up or anything. You can just, talk straight away. So let's think about what's good content. So this applies to every social media channel, but obviously Instagram is what we're talking about. So it needs to be within the rules. So the rules rules could be not just the social media platform that you're engaged with, but the rules of your organization. Um, If you're sharing stuff that is published research, you've probably signed a um, copyright contract relating to that published research. So it needs to adhere to that um, as well. So be mindful of what those rules are. I'm not saying that you should not post stuff, but just know that that um, might be an issue. It needs to be accessible. For Instagram, one of the, the things that is um, probably the, I guess, one of the worst features of Instagram, but interestingly, it probably also is a unique feature, is that you can't post clickable links in Instagram. So if you want people to sign up to your um, survey or join your um cohort or whatever it is you need to work out a way of doing that that fits within instagram for most people most of the time you'll see the words link in my bio and then there's a few ways that you can do that there are there are other software packages that do this thing called link tree which then allows you to put a series of links and then if you click that link tree um then you then the person will get a long list of links that might be useful or that you have posted in your link tree for them to access The other thing that you could do is if you have your own website, you can put a link to your um, website and have all of your links in there. So you don't need link tree, you can just create the equivalent on your own website. Um, The other thing you could do is just have a contact form on your profile. And so people, you know, click the contact, you could tell them don't link isn't in my bio contact is in my bio and put how that works. Obviously for Instagram, everything needs to be a picture or a video, but that's really um, easy. As a researcher, you might want to reference the stuff that you have. Definitely ask questions. The more questions you ask, the more likely you are to get comments and engagement. Obviously it needs to be appropriate. If you can tag people and places that makes it, um, again, it gives people a good understanding of what your content is about, but it also helps you grow followers particularly if you're interested in having those people follow you or if you're interested in having someone, let's say you work at the, I don't know, the Australian Synchrotron, for example, and you took a picture while you were there, tagging that place will then increase the likelihood that other people who also use that place find and follow your content. Making stuff that's shareable is really useful as well. So, you know, images that are like like we talked about before, funny, informative, that makes it more shareable. Um, And the other thing is content that's skimmable is really useful. So skimmable means relatively short, skimmable also means it has dot points, et cetera, with clear visual cues as to where I can skip to, to read. uh, And that makes it more easy to consume as well. Uh, In terms of your own self, I think this is what you need to think about perfect social media it's a combination of your preferences the channel requirements and their preferences Um, so in terms of um, Instagram uh, your preferences might be that I don't ever want to have my face on Instagram so that means you probably won't do a video that you star in or a photo of yourself but you might be happy to post your research The channel requirements, it has to be a picture or a video on Instagram. So yeah, that's cool. Their their preferences, they might want to have videos, but all of the videos need subtitles. So you can use programs that are freely available on the internet. For example, YouTube will automatically create subtitles for your videos and then you can export those subtitles out and create that content. There's lots of voice to text applications now. Some of them are built into iPhones. You can get free software for... Um, Android phones as well. So that kind of stuff can be dealt with in terms of quote-unquote their preferences. Uh, how do you come up with content ideas? Uh, I've presented this before for other channels, but I think this is equally applicable for uh, Instagram. So obviously Instagram needs a picture, So, but you can use these words. So here's an awesome article I published or here's an article I published on a topic with these co authors who i'm tagging in a journal that i'm tagging um, if you like this article you might like my article here's what my article is about that kind of um, variation on a the theme here's a quote from the article do you agree with it um, here's a finding from the article what do you think about that here's a figure from the article what do you think about that all of those things are possible. And I would argue that if you want to increase your citations, if you want to increase your downloads, if you want to increase how people use your research, then you need to post about your article on social media. And I would say between five and 10 posts about your article is what you need to aim for. So having lots of different journal article publication, publishing ideas on social media will be useful in terms of images. You could do stuff like a screenshot of the front page of the article, or a screenshot of the front page of the journal that you're in, or a shot of the abstract, or a photo of the article, or you with the article, the acceptance letter, figures, you collecting data, you analyzing data, excited emojis, etc. All those kinds of things are useful. Uh, and engaging content for Instagram you could have a video where you read the article you could have a video where you describe the article in um, more accessible language you could interview another author who worked with you on the article these are all things that could be um, put up on Instagram and just because you're interviewing someone doesn't mean that the audio and the video need to match so it doesn't have to be a headshot of the two of you chatting it could be a still of the article it could be another interesting picture Um, it could be anything you want the audio and the video don't need to match if you haven't published anything yet or you don't want to talk about your articles you can talk about your research day you could have photos of your research day lots and lots of people diarize their research So that might be something that you think is worth doing yourself. Lots of, um, I guess, quote unquote, famous or um, largely followed Instagram accounts of researchers are people who post regularly and they just post about their daily struggles with research and their wins. I've already talked about tags. The other tag that I didn't mention is hashtags. So I would argue that for every post you have, you need to have a unique hashtag, something that is almost unique to you. Uh, If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that almost all of my posts have the hashtag pracademic. Um, It doesn't necessarily need to be something that you make up but it can be if you want it might be the research technique that you're really interested in it might be the research group that you're interested in it might be a combination of those two but what it does it it creates an opportunity for people to to tag you without actually tagging you specifically or to engage with your content differently Um, then obviously some relevant tags that are broader. So if you're a PhD student, you might put PhD, if you're a master's student, the same, if you're an ECR, you can do the same. Um, and you might, if you, if your content relates to stuff that's popular, you might tag currently trending hashtags, or you might look at those key search terms that we list that we, that I listed earlier, and you might tag those in there as well, because they might relate, um, And even if it's something simple, like, um, you know, you bought a chair from Bunnings, or you bought a chair from Works or you, you know, or came out or whatever, and now it's part of your lab equipment, that would be, I think, an interesting post for people on Instagram, if nonetheless, it would be entertaining. Share other people's content, that's quite easy to do to your story on Instagram, you can't, it's harder to share other people's content to your main Instagram, but you can definitely share it to your story. That's a useful way of engaging people that you ultimately want to follow you. You know, you're saying your content is so good that I'm gonna share it with my followers. They might That might encourage you to get followers as well. Um, prepare in advance. So one of the things when I work with uh, students and academics in terms of building their social media, I get them to prepare in advance. And this slide here summarizes the four things that I think you need to do to prepare in advance. The first one is know your follower, So that, you know, that's the key tag, bottom right. The second thing is have some kind of strategy. So um, you know, am I trying to get industry, industry partners? Am I trying to get PhD students? Am I trying to engage with other researchers? Am I trying to increase the uptake of my research? And so those two things, the strategy and the profile of the people that you wanna follow will work hand in glove. The next thing is this pile of sticky notes is social media post ideas. So one of the things that people hate about social media in my experience is that it takes ages to, you know, come up with ideas. Then you've got to go and post it. And it it all seems like a big effort, but if you block out time, let's say half an hour once a week and just make a full list of all the ideas that you think are useful for social media, then you don't have to post them all at one in one go. Then for 5 minutes each day you gr- grab that book grab that sticky note grab that folder whatever it is that you've got and make that post that you pre-drafted then you can jump off and you can go about the rest of your work but you've done your post for the day you've engaged with people you've you know you've checked your social media and you know, it's spent ages trying to think about posts The same is also true if you're in a meeting or if you're reading an article and you think something is really good and worth sharing on social media you don't need to interrupt your flow and go and post it but what you can do is grab your social media notebook or grab your post-it note write down the post that you're going to post and save it for later so you know you can post it and then finally the bookmark icon that's to see other people's good content so that might be content that you like the style of, that you like the words of, that you like the photo of, that you want to reshare, anything that you think is worthy to look back at later. What I like to do in terms of my workflow is put it into my bookmark. So you can, you can bookmark it straight off Instagram and then I'll go through my bookmarks once a week and just check off, okay, have I made a post about this? No, so I'll draft something and then I'll get rid of the bookmark. So I don't have a bunch of bookmarked items in my social media that um i don't know what is or why it's in there are there any questions about any of that so far no so in terms of how often should you post so uh firstly keep it regular so like a metronome gives you constant timing you want to try to create posts relatively regularly, relatively frequently. So depending on who you listen to, uh, social media in general, social media gurus are talking five to 10 posts per day. Now that probably would make a lot of you draw breath, but I reckon you need to be posting once a day on social media, once a day, definitely on Instagram. And most of the time the posts need to be gifts They need to be stuff that gives back to people. So that could be, here's the answer to your research problem. That could be, here is my journal article about a topic. Here's the answer. You don't have to read my article. You can read my social media post and you'll get everything you need. Of course, if they want more detail, that's in the article. But if they want to know what happens when you mix A plus B or what happens when you, um, what, you know, how do students feel about covid or um, what's the flight path of this particular bird in this particular season, don't hide the information in your article, make it available in your social media and then they can download it at their discretion. Okay, so we've got most posts need to be gifts and they need to be regular. And then about 20% of the time, so one in five, so if you're posting every weekday, then that means Friday, Monday, one day a week, you get to make an ask. So you get to say to people, You saw my article about the path flight of birds in Southern Africa. Uh, For those who live in Southern Africa, I'm doing another survey. I'd love you to take some photos of birds that you see when you're out and about. Here's how you do that. Here's how you would get involved in that project. Or I want to know about the impact of COVID on PhD students. You saw my article about it. Here's a survey for you to participate in that research. Or, I've done some work with pregnant mothers. I'm looking for new, some additional people to join my study. If you're a pregnant mother or you know someone, can you join my research? Or, uh, we're doing a new study, we're looking for funding partners. You know, you can donate via my GoFundMe page. Now, one of the other things that people often talk about is how can I spend less time on social media? One of the ways to do that is via one of these two programs. These are scheduling tools. They're both free. You can post, I can't remember the exact limits on these, but five or 10 um, posts in advance every week. So if we go back to the idea of I'm going to spend half an hour coming up with social media ideas, you then might spend another half an hour loading them into your scheduling tool and schedule them to go out throughout the week. That means you don't even have to check Instagram ever if that's how you want to run things. I would not do that, but you could potentially never log into Instagram and just constantly post by one of these scheduling tools. Uh, One of the reasons why I wouldn't I would log in if I was you, is to make sure that um, you're interested in the content, that you're, that you're engaged with the people who are commenting on your stuff. If someone comments, always comment back. At the very least, just thank them. Are there any questions with any of that? No, all good. So the next bunch of information is about how to actually physically use Instagram. Um, I'm going to go through that relatively quickly. I imagine most of you have got some familiarity with Instagram. Uh, So if I do go through too quickly, let me know um, and we will finish on time. So don't stress about that either. So what does Instagram look like? This is on the um, computer. You've got 150 characters to talk about yourself. Using hashtags can help you get found by people looking for those particular hashtags. Um, I would encourage you to have a real photo of you. I would encourage you to have a real photo of you doing your research. It, it helps connect with your potential followers. Uh, you can save stories so other people can come and see stuff. So if you're looking for, to recruit people or you wanna always have a story up there about your research, you can go there and do that. Um, these are some people that I follow and how you might run so you can see Renee here has used a lot more um, stories than I have and you can see she's got the link tree there and her website in terms of your bio this is what the edit screen looks like uh, I've got my events page as my website not my just my general website <clears throat> Uh, Because I want people to contact me, I'll put my phone number in there, but that's entirely up to you if you do that. Instagram TV, that's where videos longer than one minute go. Otherwise, they'll just, they appear in your, you've probably seen that when you get asked to go to Instagram TV, this is where they live. This is all the saved content. So these are the things at this point that I had liked and thought I might use later on. So this is where you'd go if they, you had a good idea that you'd saved. Um, this is where posts that you're tagged in are. This is really useful to go and check who's tagged you in posts and make sure you comment, et cetera, on them. Um, I've been through what to post here. So I won't go through that again. Are there any questions about the layout of Instagram? No? So the other thing that you might be interested in is accounts to follow and different ways that people use or work within the limits of Instagram to get the kind of posts that they're after. So this account, Whiteboard Lessons, that's Craig Harper. So this is literally him writing on a whiteboard taking a photo, editing it to put his name in and then posting it. He also puts content that goes with that. So if, if you don't want to type stuff up all the time and you have great ideas in the lab, right on the fridge in the lab, take a photo and away you go. Um, is there some kind of rule of thumb for the ratio? Yeah, there is. Instagram won't let you post stuff that generally isn't square. But when you post to Instagram or use any of the scheduling tools, it'll tell you what the exact rules are. So you can see this person, Donna McGeorge, she's got, this is a PowerPoint slide that she's made. And yeah, that's how that posts. If you've seen some of my Instagram posts, you see, I use this approach. Then you can do stuff like this. This is uh, one of my other clients and how they talk about, uh, there, They've got like a, you know, the idea of a blackboard with some copy on there. And you can see they've got brain park hashtag, which is unique to them. And then a bunch of other hashtags that are related to the work that they're doing, the posts that they have. Um, interesting coffee pictures. If you want to do your breakfast, I love coffee. Sometimes I post about coffee on Instagram as well. James Clear has written a book called Atomic Habits. Uh, One of the ways he talks about Atomic Habits is to firstly have this banner down the bottom, Atomic Habits by James Clear, where to go get it. And then this is, he's typed this up or his assistants typed this up, but then highlighted the section that is relevant to him. So you could use this exact same approach for a book that you're reading or an article that you're reading. It doesn't have to be your content. It could be someone else's or of course an article that you have written yourself. And a simple URL like this makes it easy. Obviously you can't click and follow this URL, but you can quite easily remember it and type it into um, your search engine of choice. Then people do kinds of things like this that make their Instagram feed look really pretty. So you can see the posts alternate between a white on black and black on white, which just makes it look visually appealing. You could try and do something funky like that you want to take that to the next level you can do what this guy does michael dixon so obviously this kind of gets out of sync and so i have to re-put it back together and that's how it works if he's got the right kind of posts happening and he's done michael's done this a few times but that's a useful way of getting people to come back to your profile any questions about any of that no so what you, should you do next? Uh, my advice is take action now. So if you haven't posted on Instagram for ages and you've got this old post on Instagram right now, take a photo, take a screenshot, whatever it might be and get over the hump of not posting because in my experience for most people, that's their biggest problem. I, I don't know what to post. Make something up and post it now. You'll never know what's good unless you give it a try. It, no matter what I say to you about what is good, that will be different for different people. Uh, If you don't wanna post, I still think you should, but if you don't, then the things that you might do that are useful or have a strategy, know who you wanna follow and go and follow them, obviously post and then notify people. So in your signature, in your other social media, say I'm now on Instagram, this is my handle, go follow me. If you don't tell people, how can they know to go and follow you? obviously make sure you use it. I would at least encourage you to log in weekly, if not daily, and ask people to connect, respond to messages. It's social media for a reason, you need to be social. And if you want more support or more help, I'm running a half day about social media in general, but we'll look at social media or Instagram as well. If this interests you, you can hold your phone up and um, follow the QR code. Or you can go to my website, info.richardheismans.com slash social media half day, and you'll see that and you can register to attend. It's next Tuesday from the 13th of July from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. via Zoom. It'll be recorded, so you'll be able to get access to it later as well if there's something that you missed or something that you want to revisit. And I might chop it up into smaller pieces that can be used um, in small bites as well. If that doesn't interest you, I'm running fifteen week programs that start on the thirtieth of um, August. If you're interested in those, respond to the poll, and I'll make sure I get in touch with you. Um, if I'm also doing a six week course for social media as well, that starts on Monday, which will be just one hour a week, um, and you can if you need access to that or if you'd like to know more about that you can just tick the box in the poll that says um, let's have a chat or and I'll um, and I'll make sure I set that up for you as well are there any other questions about Instagram or anything that's coming next I'm happy to do an audit of your social media if you think that would be useful you can write to me about that as well. Um, there are, I have some people in my group coaching who are developing their social media as well. So that might be an option for you too, if you think you'd like ongoing help or support or encouragement with social media. Uh, like I said, on the 12th of July, I'm starting two new short programs that go for six weeks each. One is social media, one is writing a journal article. On the 13th, I'm doing a half day workshop. Uh, In a couple of weeks, this Wednesday workshop will be focusing on like launching your career post PhD. So if you haven't already registered for that, I encourage you to do that. Um, And then the 4th of August, we'll be looking at the conference presentation. Uh, If you're interested in this and you want to find out more building your social media game and choosing a social media channel might be useful. Um, And if you want to get this stuff as and when it comes out, please um, let me know, add me to your newsletter on the poll and I'll make sure that I add you to the newsletter and you'll get all of this kind of content. Please, if you do ask for anything from me, go check your junk and your spam. Sometimes my content ends up there. Thank you, you're welcome. Thanks for attending. Uh, I've been Richard Heismans. If you wanna get in touch, feel free to give me a call on my phone number there, 0412 606 178, I will answer any of the questions that you might have there. Thanks everyone for your time. If you like this, send it around, share it around. If you didn't like it, I'm sorry. Let me know how I could make it better in the future. Connect with me on Twitter, LinkedIn, and of course, Instagram. I'm Richard Heismans. Thanks everyone for your time. Bye.